You are now listening to Cult Cinema Catacombs. These films exist. him since the moment i saw him yeah and on he's now, one american idol just like this guy <laughs> has it in his pants and in his voice and we've we've been blessed yeah we've we've been blessed with both jack black singing peaches yeah and adam lambert oh. singing muffin man as Cher. i mean <laughs> You see, so there are things in your lifetime that you see and you realize how special they are. I'm going to say Prince's uh, halftime at the Super Bowl concert. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, you see these things, these iconic moments, and you're like, this is forever a thing that should be remembered. Uh, Michael Jackson's Pepsi commercial, you know, things like that. Things mm-hmm. that really, that, seeing that on That's My Jam, because I love that show anyway, seeing that happen, like you just set up in your seat and you're like, <laughs> this is this is something that will forever be this is in the reptilian hindbrain of consciousness now the next when the when the when the simulation restarts um this is going to be a part of it this will be just something that people know and what i I love is he did it in front of the new aerial too he's just like oh we have the new aerial here i i i I gotta one-up her well, I mean, he's my thing about him is he's just he he's he, he's just that he's so good. He's he just is. that good. And you you gave you gave Queen with a W a share song and expected him not to have a share impression. What? What is wrong with you? And the lead singer for Queen can't you don't expect him to be able to kill a song like it's just he's not fair of all the people that i've seen on that show and i've seen some really unfair people on that show patty labelle was on that show for shit's sake like adam lambert might be the most unfair person to put up against anyone on that show (laughs) um i do want to say uh we are now so first of all um if you haven't seen it uh wishcraft exists and everybody should see it Courtney, shut up. Um, <laughs> just get it out of the way. Second of all, I have this show. We're just going to turn it all into just straight the horniest movies of the <laughs> 80s, 90s, and 2000s. Because I now have my hands on that 4K copy of Wild Things. And I will not stop talking about it. It's it's over. It's over for this millennia, this willennium. Because I've got that. And uh, you've already done it. But I'm about to pre-order Showgirls, baby. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just the horniest movies. I want an 8K restoration of Basic Instinct. I want to count. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. You Let's be go. Able, 
You want to be able to count the pubes, huh? Yeah, yeah. That's gonna be our. That's gonna be on our shirt. <laughs> Roy's here, everybody. Let's take. I'm so happy that he's on today. So like, well. Three, three minutes and 15 seconds into the show, and I can finally say welcome to Cult Cinema wow. Catacombs. Because <laughs> I'm going to keep talking about wild things. And I'm going to talk about Scream 6. That's all this show is now. <laughs> so on, on, a, on a serious note, if people are noticing there's something different about my voice or that I uh, sound like I'm about ready to tell John Wayne where the gold mine is, um, I had a stroke uh, and fortunately, it was a mild stroke, we've determined, um, that I was able to basically walk away from. I have my good days and I have my bad days with my voice, uh, but I am fine. There's no damage that it's done. Um, there's no brain damage that's occurred or anything. And this is just something that we'll have to work on with speech therapy over time. Please don't. Just, just keep it. <laughs> I, I need to, I need a, a map to the to the gold mine. Nineteen. Let's go, Forty ers No, I'm glad. I'm glad it's not. I was. We were all worried. I was very worried. Oh, I'm glad that it's. I'm glad that you're here doing the show. Because I imagine how know. worried I was when it happened in the middle of Josie Records. I, on a plus side, at least I got the soundtrack to Hello Mary Lou probably yeah. too on vinyl. But, yeah, out of all times for it to happen, it happens on Record Store Day. And, yeah, it was just so weird because my body all of a sudden just lost control and I went ice cold and I felt things slumping. And it's just a weird feeling to have one. It really is. And I actually sounded worse than this. I actually at one point sounded like drunk Sylvester Stallone. And... (laughs) Um, well, I, I'm glad it was record store day because when you I, I'm not from Dallas. So when you said Josie, I thought you were like at a screening of Josie and the Pussycats when it happened. <laughs> I was like, that's the worst case scenario no, that you could possibly have. That would have been bad. <laughs> <laughs> really bad. Um, but you you mentioned your ac- acquisitions that you got with the 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 big aerosol that just recently happened. I only, yeah, my one acquisition because I can't live without wild things on 4K. Sure. Well, I I got two of them myself. Um, okay. I got the Ultra HD 4K of Dune. Nice, nice. And I got the giant collector's edition limited edition uh, set of uh, Deep Red. From Dario oh yeah, Jeff. you did. You sent me that picture. That's awesome. Yeah, that's wild. I was like, I'm getting deep red, and so I then I saw Dune was available, and I said, okay, why not? I almost bought so many movies, and then I just like, I just down. like I and I I honestly debated. There's like three versions of Wild Things in this sale, which is now I think over. But um, yeah, there's like a box set, a steel book, a standard edition, and I'm like. I'm not going to get the giant box set. I'm just <laughs> going to get the steel book. <laughs> oh, God. I also uh, received my, and Roy, I'll work on something here for you, but I also received my shirt and my three and a half hour uh, local horror mega mix from Chris and the uh, the the team over there at WNUF. Nice. So, I Yeah. 
we might have to do a little screening of that one for us um because i think it's i think uh i think we you're gonna want to watch it for sure so and i just uh also got um um again vinegar syndrome seeing a lot of my money i pre-ordered i haven't <laughs> received it yet from severin uh extraterrestrial uh encounter i can't I, I just know it as pod people from mystery science theater 3000 oh, nice they've okay. done a they've done a 4k restoration of it <laughs> and i was like oh fuck yeah i'm getting this thing <laughs> um <laughs> I also just recently got from uh, one of Vinegar Syndrome's partner labels, uh, Agva, yeah. a, a collection that is three and a half hours of all of the uh, drug propaganda oh, that they shoved down our throats in school that was made in the 70s and the 80s, nice. all, all restored. So I was like, oh, God, yes. <laughs> and we just pre-ordered also, I have to read this description to you <laughs> from Agva. Um, it is called Dracula, the dirty old man. Nice. Uh, escaping from the brain baked wasteland that is West Texas <laughs> and the wasteland brain of wild man producer Rip Boyd. Dracula, the dirty old man is a movie that Bram Stoker's estate doesn't want you to see. <laughs> but they don't. I turned out they legitimately mean it, and here's why. The deranged story follows Dracula and his faithful werewolf servant, Irving Jackalman. Oh, my God. As they unleash a reign of psychosexual terror upon humankind. But that's only half of the story. The movie's original soundtrack was discarded. So they had to replace it with voices and narration that was 100% improvised because they couldn't find the script. <laughs> oh, so it's so we're we're, we're in uh, New York Ninja Cat uh, territory. Well, it, they described it here is the results is an episode of Dark Shadows hijacked by Russ Meyer and dubbed <laughs> with Borscht Belt comedians. <gasps> I, that's. I don't know if anything else could sound more perfect than that, honestly. <laughs> I I explained this to Chris, and he said, buy it. <laughs> He's just like, it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was like, just just buy it. So I sent you the link in a text, actually, so you could get your hands oh, on it. Very good. Thank you. I appreciate you <laughs> making sure I had access to that. <laughs> so, yeah, there's just a lot of fun stuff that's coming out and yet at the same time we still don't have a 4k restoration of excalibur and i think that's a crime against nature it is do we have a 4k restoration of death stalker yet i don't think so no we don't have okay. but i need that but, but we're getting a 4k restoration of the unrated cut of team america world police from shout Team- factory we are. Thank you for sending me this, uh, Roy. I will. I will definitely <laughs> consider it. I sent you a couple of the, the releases that we're having that I'm very excited about. One of yes. them being um, Angel. Yes. On 4K, which is definitely a insta buy, and the other being a giant fucking insane release of Razorback. Yeah, I was looking at this, and I'm just just like. 
Okay, I understand that this is coming from, you know, Umbrella Entertainment. We're finally getting Umbrella Entertainment stuff here in America. And I understand that this, you know, was made in Australia, where Umbrella <laughs> Entertainment is at. But goddamn. It's the national I, movie of Australia, <laughs> apparently. It's like, they cherish this movie apparently more than Crocodile Dundee. Yeah. Because um, yeah. I was just like, this is elaborate. I like the action figure Razorback art card that they have yes. in there. I don't know if you saw that, like old Kenner style bubble packaged Razorback art card. Like you bunch of sick bastards. Yeah. They they yeah, went all that out. One they whole they thing. went all out for it. And I also have to admit I shelled out for the um the uh 20th anniversary edition of House of a Thousand Corpses. Yes. Which, for starters, it looks incredible. They restored it. And the colors pop. The film doesn't deserve this restoration. <laughs> um, and the bo- it doesn't deserve the box set that it got, because it's, like, so elaborate. Um, but I rewatched house of a thousand corpses and i remember the first time when i watched it i was not that impressed with it um not like how i was with the devil's rejects but you know what it actually aged well did it really am i yes. gonna rewatch this movie because i'm rewatching it 20 years later and i think what made it age well was because of the fact that this was before Rain Wilson and Chris Hardwick became Rain Wilson and Chris Hardwick. And so seeing them in the movie is just like, Oh God, knowing what the two of you went on to do after this, especially Rain Wilson. Um, But that element kind of helped with it. And it was fun. What I I mean, I I turned out sure. What's her face? Um, The white cherry moon yeah but watching karen black just chew the scenery was <laughs> fun it was so much fun and I, I and for the first time i actually had fun watching house of a thousand corpses so maybe that's right. what led to the stroke i don't know uh, <laughs> uh i'll i'll go back and watch it but i'll be careful yes <laughs> um and I haven't had a chance to watch it with the commentary yet, but I heard that the commentary is very eye-opening, and because he he like doesn't pull any punches on okay. the hell he went through making the movie. So I was just like, okay. And and what I love though is that he made a mention that he would never make a movie like House of a Thousand Corpses or The Monsters ever again. And I heard this giant collective good online. <laughs> uh, so. And speaking of, like, giant cult films, that's what we're doing for the month of May. Yeah, we, it's time. We are doing cream of the cream of the crop cult films. And the thing is, is that these are films that we're watching for the very first time. Uh, for this episode, you're watching this movie for the very first time. I am. Which is, nobody ever believes me, but it's a, it's a true statement. I have been, I managed to weasel out of every time anybody wanted to show me this movie, you know, like Irish goodbye my way out of a situation, including when Rick Gutierrez wanted to show me this movie. I think probably once when you and Rick both were showing it somewhere or just watching it, 
um you know everybody in my life is like you got to see this movie i'm like okay and then just they turn around and i'm gone you can hear an uber drive off <laughs> well now you have no other choice because i bought the damn thing for you yep. i can't get out um, of it i i gave tommy was so cold hard cash uh <laughs> For, for you to have a copy on Blu-ray of The Room. So he gets a is, big ass shark. You bought The Room for me. Yes. <laughs> and we're going to actually watch this movie twice. Um, and you keep saying that. Yeah, the reason is is because first I want since you've never seen this movie and in, in 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 the month of May it's celebrating its 20th anniversary, which I can't believe we're actually talking about the 20th anniversary of this horrible movie uh, <laughs> that went on to be inspire an award-winning book and an Oscar-nominated <laughs> movie. Um, but I want you to watch the movie straight through untainted, uh, just so you could see the madness of this film. Okay. And then we're going to watch it together streaming, and I'm going to do for you the Rocky Horror Picture Show style riff that the theater audience does while watching this movie, so you can cringe at how misogynistic it is. And <laughs> just shocking to hear some of the stuff that comes out. Um, and then you'll finally understand the whole thing about the spoons. Okay. Okay. So, but yeah, when when you told me you never saw this, I was like, oh no, 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 we're fixing this. Um, so that's why I suddenly sent you a copy of it. I was just like, okay, fine, I will give Tommy was so thirty goddamn dollars for this thing. <laughs> and what, what cracked me up was when I was purchasing it, he was like, for twelve extra dollars, you want to add a pair of underwear? And I'm like, no. I don't want any of your goddamn underwear. I'm um, a little, I'm a little let down by that that you said no. <laughs> um, the Blu-ray copy, I think you will get to see his commercial okay. for his underwear line, also, which is um, very homoerotic. Um, sure. But uh, yeah, he 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 advertises his underwear saying that. It is guaranteed to increase your sex life. Oh, it's guaranteed? Yeah, it's guaranteed. I looked at his underwear, and honestly, it looks like something that you would find at, like, Pick and Save in the 80s um, for, like, five pairs for two bucks. It just oh. the only difference is, is that he, like, embroidered his name on the waistband. <laughs> <clears throat> That's it. <laughs> Just by hand. Yes. <laughs> yes, he cross-stitched his name on the, on the band. <laughs> and this, just this movie's so By ass. hand, just doing it. <laughs> yep. I love I love the concept of that, by the way. And if and if it's red underwear, it's because he bled on it. It's his it's his it's Tommy was so stuck his finger with the yeah. needle while he was home embroidering his name to a bunch of tidy whities <laughs> Oh, man. So are you, I, are you Ray? Are I, you, yeah, are I you am. I don't want to talk. I mean, I've heard so much about it, and I, I think I'm just 
ready to watch. I, I guess I'm just ready to watch it. <laughs> oh, and I will let you know if things go out of focus, it's not your television. It, it it's the movie it's the movie to, it's not the, okay it's not it's the, not the television so if, if you see if, if there's like lots of visual issues going on do not adjust your set it's the movie it's just the, it's just that bad yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> i i i am very i i am le- legitimately excited for this i don't want to be excited <laughs> It's just been, it feels like once I do it, then I can cross it off of a list. And I'm glad we're doing it and we can talk about it. But like, I'm like, I just, you know, it's, it's one of those things you have to do. You Mm -hmm. have to do it. So let's do it. Oh, and also keep an eye out for the woman who looks like Michelle Bachman. Okay. (laughs) That's all I'll say. Keep an eye out for the woman who looks like Michelle Bachman. Sure. (laughs) I sure will. (laughs) <laughs> all right let's watch it damn it all right we will be right back after we have watched tommy Wiseau's disaster piece the room a perfect world these are for you thanks honey they're beautiful a perfect life. I would do anything for my girl. I love you, Lisa. I love you, Johnny. Surprise! He provides for you. Darling, you can't support yourself. I don't love him anymore. He didn't get his promotion. And he got drunk last night. And he hit me. It's not true. I did not hit her. Well, maybe you should have a girl, Mark. Yeah. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe I have one already. I don't know yet. We can't do this anymore. Johnny's my best friend. This will be our secret. Don't worry. You can trust me. We are expecting! <laughs> I'm your future husband. You sure about that? Please talk to me, please! You're having an affair with Lisa, aren't you? I need more from life than what Johnny can give me. She's a sociopath. She can't love anyone. There is no baby. I told him that to make it interesting. But you're such a manipulative witch. You're hurting yourself. You're hurting our friendship. I treat you like a princess. And you stab me in the back. You are tearing me apart, Lisa! Hey, Danny. Where's my money, Danny? Put the gun down. What the hell is wrong with you? Just shut up. Oh, hey! Stop fit up with this world. The Room, a film with the passion of Tennessee Williams, directed by Tommy Wiseau. The best movie of the year. Experience this quirky new black comedy. It's a riot. Hi there, fun seekers. Are you looking for cinema that is absolutely 100% independently made, but also extremely unique and outside of the box? Well, look no further than Troma Pictures and the Troma Now streaming service. Watch.troma.com is your home for everything from Roy Kaufman and his band of very fun individuals. Everything from the Toxic Avenger and beyond at your fingertips. 
Only $4.99 a month, but your first 30 days are free. Did I say free? Yes, they're free. So what are you waiting for? Go to watch.trauma.com and sign up. Also available on your Apple and Android devices, on the Roku stick, and also on the Fire Stick. Let's get freaky! David Lynch kind of horror that strikes at my soul. I don't know what it is about that particular thing. I've never seen it before. It shouldn't exist. Who does, who would do that? Like, who would think to do that? Tommy was so basically is the one who would think that is the, that. that is the uncanny valley part of this movie. <laughs> so let me tell you some bits about this film that I have not exposed to you about. So as I was telling you, as we were rewatching the movie, it cost seven million dollars to make this. That's film. insane. It was seven million dollars out of Tommy Wiseau's own pocket. How did Here's, he make his money? Oh, oh, very interesting question. It was finally revealed how he's made his money. He is actually a very smart businessman. He owns a shit ton of property in San Francisco down at Fisherman's Wharf. And so because he owns all that property, he's making revenue upon revenue from the rent for all the uh, stores and the tourist traps that are down there in Fisherman's Wharf. Okay. Uh, so that's how he's made his money. Which is interesting. And what's interesting also is is that when he got his start, when he moved to San Francisco, he – and this just blew my mind when I found out about this. And I'll tell you why in a minute. He, when he got – he got his start selling on the street these birds that you would toss in the air and they would do like these little looping stunts and fly back to sure. you. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I bought one of those from him when I was a kid. That's insane. So that means I met Tommy Wiseau when I was a kid and didn't realize it was Tommy Wiseau. Here we are years later. And when I met Tommy Wiseau years ago, I told him about that story. And all he could say was, did it work? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I don't remember. I, I was a kid. I I don't know. But yeah, he owns a shit ton of property in San Francisco, so that's how he's he makes his money. Okay. Uh, so yeah, the man is smart. I mean, the man is selling overpriced underwear online, and is and it sells hands over feet online. It really does. Um, but the reason why this movie cost six, I mean, seven million dollars, is he, he had a thirty-five millimeter camera. And a brand new, at the time, state-of-the-art DAT camera taped to each other, simultaneously filming the movie. Okay. And instead of actually, like, the scenes on the roof, instead of, like, actually going to an actual rooftop of a building in San Francisco or something like that, he was actually filming in the parking lot of a rental place uh, not a rental but like a storage unit place where he had green screens up and built a fake wall 
<laughs> and filmed all those scenes there. And he also did the same thing with the back alley scene in the back alley of the building with the brick wall. The television that he destroys, he borrowed that from a friend of his. And the friend was like, you're not going to destroy it, are you? <laughs> yes. Um, all of the subplots that go nowhere in this movie. Sure. They were addressed on the set, and Tommy Wiseau's response to it was, that's the twist. <laughs> que- okay, I got I got some questions. Oh, I'm sure you do. <laughs> Question one. Is the accent real? Because I yes. know that he's essentially American, right? The accent is real. I forgot they, re- they revealed what country he came from. I want to say it's Turkey. Okay, so he is from Turkey, expatriated himself to to San Francisco to sell birds. Yeah, I think I think the things that are still muddled is his life, what what it is that brought him okay to to San Francisco. Uh, that stuff is still a mystery, but okay. we do. He, we, he's he is from some European country. I remember okay. it was revealed, and it, it was revealed. The I don't think the documentary's been released yet. Called a room full of spoons, and it talks about Tommy Wiseau's past. And Tommy Wiseau tried to sue uh, the guy who made this documentary to prevent the release of it, but it he lost. He lost the court case. Um, so I don't think it ever got an official release, but this documentary is a tell-all about Tommy Wiseau. Okay. So that's question one. Okay. Question two. I cannot believe. (laughs) We have watched on this show Mm -hmm. a lot of unique movies. (laughs) (laughs) Not bad. Not necessarily good, but unique. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them have been insane passion projects. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yes. It is hard for me to believe that at some point they didn't uh, lean into the idea that they knew what they were making. Has oh, that ever been addressed? Yes. Uh, you, okay, now now that you have been exposed to this film, now you need to go... I mean, you could watch the movie The, the Disaster Artist, yeah. but honestly, the best thing to do is to read the book. Okay. Um, or better yet, don't read the book. Get the audio book from Greg Sestero so you could hear his dead-on impersonation of Tommy Wiseau. It's brilliant. Okay. But either read it or buy it because it does go into that. Um, All right. Yeah, the 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 book jumps back and forth between the history of Tommy and Greg meeting and the creation of this movie and then the shit going on behind the scenes of the film. So it's bonkers. It's but it's also one of the best Hollywood behind the scenes stories I've ever read. So it's legit from what we understand. Mm-hmm. That this movie was made, and we're seeing Tommy Wiseau's idea of the movie cut, yes. mastered. He's he said we're putting this out. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll, I'll I'll let you in a little bit about 
the background with the movie, what inspired this movie, not not only Rebel Without a Cause. I that whole thing with, you know, you're tearing me apart, Lisa, is completely ripped off of, um, you know, uh, that whole moment. But the other movie that inspired this film is the talented Mr. Ripley. (laughs) Okay, how I don't know, but but. Greg. It's her, obviously, right? Like <laughs> yeah. she's the she's the manipulator. Well, she's Greg, the Matt Damon of this story. <laughs> well, Greg and and Tommy went to go see the movie, and Tom, it blew Tommy away. The movie blew Tommy's mind away. And in fact, at one point, he leans over to Greg and he goes, "That's us." To which made Greg go, "What?" <laughs> So that's all I'll say. I again, you need to get the it's it, the listeners out there. Also, if you've never read The Disaster Artist by Greg Sestero, yeah, but even if you're even if you've never seen the room or anything, it is the be, one of the best behind the scenes Hollywood stories you'll ever read ever because it's so fucking bananas that it's 100 percent true. I just want to be clear about something. <laughs> We watched this month Repo Man mm-hmm. and The Room. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I'm supposed to be anymore as a human <laughs> being. Oh my God. Yeah. It, it, it was hard for me to accept The Room because it is so The Room. You know what I mean? Like, it feels like a parody of a of a movie. It feels that way. You know what I mean? But it's genuine. That's the thing. I he thought he was creating. Did anybody say no? Like Oh dude. yeah. It's all in the book. Yeah, oh yeah. Okay. It's all in the book. Yeah. About how people were like, What you're making is a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and telling him he can't do this and can't do that. I it's a first of all, it, I you have to applaud the man for never accepting the word no and getting this movie made. And you know, Tommy was so claims that it was his intention to make this movie a dark comedy the whole time. But anyone else involved with the movie will come forward and say he's fucking lying. This this was supposed to be his magnum opus, serious dramatic film about relationships and everything, and instead it became the Rocky Horror Picture Show, and it's just it's it's very interesting just how the man is trying to gaslight us into thinking this was his intention the whole time when it was not. Yeah. And I do want to say, because I've said this, there are two things that I'm astonished by. And I've told you this multiple times is number one, that the soundtrack for this isn't out on vinyl, which is a crime. It is a crime that it's not. How much does it cost to get those songs recorded and mastered? <laughs> like, has anybody ever talked about that at one of your meet and greets? Has everybody been like... Um, like, let's talk about the soundtrack for this I, thing. I forgot who it was that did the soundtrack for it, but I will let you know that some of the names that are in the credits are made up. They're oh, actually shit. they're actually pseudonyms for Tommy Wiseau. Okay. Um, but I forgot how I'm it was. I'm not shocked the... by that. I, how am I going to be shocked <laughs> by that? Um, I, I forgot how they they did it with the musical score, but 
the kid, one of the guys who sang one of the songs in the movie, the, the very first song, uh, he auditioned for American Idol once. Okay. Didn't get too far. Okay. I mean, he did. He's in the room. He, he's in a movie that gets watched every week about by billions of people. I don't think he gets residuals from sure sales of the soundtrack on CD. Which, by the way, as I told you, the, the CD has a track list of 38. That's insane. <laughs> that is a crazy... <laughs> he is, if he's such a smart businessman, and I agree that he had, you know, the fact that he's he took his magnum opus that you know, he thought was going to be something. And instead of getting, and I'm sure he did for a while, get insanely bitter about the reception of the film, but then he turned around and embraced it Mm -hmm. so he could make money off of it. That's, that's good business. Release the thing on vinyl, like special edition, special (laughs) pressing, rose colored pressing of you will make a million dollars. Uh, Tommy was so a record, um, a record store day release. Oh probably. my God. Can you imagine? Can you <laughs> even imagine? <laughs> holy. The, the amount of people. Holy shit. That would be insane. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, the fandom for this movie is just as big as the Rocky horror picture show. It really is. Yeah. Chris genuinely loves this film. Um, I don't hate it. He, he, I, his fandom for this movie shocks me, to be honest with you, because the science behind it shows that everything about this movie Chris should hate. Right. But God, no, he just, he giggles intensely. And he, I mean, he will watch the movie without the riff. He'll watch it when we're riffing it in the theater. He absolutely loves and you have to see the riff tracks version of this. They did it both live and also pre-recorded and both, and they're two separate type of riffs with new jokes and they're hilarious, but yeah, he, he unapologetically loves this film. Yes. It's, I mean, it's, I, I like, I, I'm not going to lie. I like it, but I don't think I like it for the reason that everybody else likes it which is that it's a train wreck (laughs) i like it because it is a surreal movie going experience yeah right it the way it's paced and the way that the line delivery is and the way that the soundtrack hits it is david lynch could not reproduce something (laughs) as unsettling as this is and that's the reason i like it also, I wanted—I do want to make my second point that as unsettling as this movie is and as, as funny as it can be and as riff tracky as it can be and all of the weird shit that happens in it, I've told you this now three times, the most intense thing in this movie and possibly any movie I have ever seen. There's a scene where Tommy Wiseau goes into a flower shop and then leaves the flower shop mm-hmm. with a dozen roses. He carries those roses upside down. <laughs> I have never in my life seen anyone carry a dozen roses. Not like he's holding it like a reverse, like hilt grab on a sword. It's not like he's, he's got his hand, like holding them as you would present them to somebody and points it down. No, he's holding them like, like it's a natural thing to hold a rose upside down. 
Mm-hmm. It is the most unhinged thing I've ever seen. <laughs> that is that if I were to, you know, wake up tomorrow and the sky was purple and people were doing that, or if just people, everybody was doing that, I would know that the multiverse theory is real and I slipped into <laughs> it somewhere. It is the most unsettling thing. And it just happens like, and I've never heard anybody talk about that. I've heard people talk about, you know, you're, you're, I didn't hit you. Oh, hi, Mark. I've heard people talk about all the other little parts of the movie, but nobody's ever mentioned that. So mm. when that happened, I was like, what the fuck is happening right now? <laughs> I want to also know how much money he spent in his lifetime buying roses for. Oh, for her. For well, her. See, every, every, how many times a day? Do you, did, Cause she said he's just, he's the best customer, right? Mm-hmm. So let's assume it's once a week. Let's or every time, or every time they're going to fuck because he likes to take the petals off and and shower her with them before sure. he starts mounting her belly button. <laughs> before he gives her toxic shock syndrome by shoving rose petals up inside of her. <laughs> yes. Um. It would be once a week for either five or seven years, depending <laughs> on which version of the multiverse you're in. <laughs> Or more than once a week, if your theory is correct. It's a lot of money. Yeah. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money to be spending on weird pizzas, um, uh, scotch skis, and uh, roses. Okay, so yeah, let's talk about uh, Scotchka. Yeah. So what? so this this is your first time seeing the uh, the drink Scotchka. You are correct. Yes, it is. <laughs> uh, your thoughts? Uh, so, I'm I am allergic to alcohol. Now, mm-hmm. that being said, it was a late in life allergy. Previous to that, I drink sometimes mm. a lot. Sometimes some real weird shit, man. That being said, uh, no, thank you. Three wise men, <laughs> I could. <laughs> I could do that. I could do a three wise men. I mean, I I could do you know a tequila Jaeger bomb. I've done that. No, thank you to the Scotch ski. No, thank you to that. I don't know. Again, that's another thing that tells me that this doesn't happen in our universe. <laughs> for the, for those who've never seen it, there's a scene where so, so Tommy has made it very clear that he doesn't drink. And so when Lisa's seducing him at one point, she gets him alcohol, and it's obviously scotch that's in the glass. And then she adds to it vodka, which I think even the most desperate alcoholic would not drink. Sure, I agree with that. <laughs> and why would they if they have one or the other handy? Well, I think maybe that was um, needed to eat that god awful pizza that they ordered. But is this a so question? Uh-huh. Is this a because I don't know. This is the first I've ever heard of this. Is this a pre existing drink? Does this drink exist outside of this movie? Not that I'm aware of. No. <laughs> why? Why is this in this movie? Is this like a drink that he drinks? That's the twist. I guess I don't know. 
I am just why I'm why that yeah again I don't think this movie is supposed to exist <laughs> in our universe. Like I, I think this exists outside of our universe. I think we have clues there that are unaddressed. Well, it's funny you say that because uh, the fandom for this film is so huge that there is a video game online. Okay. Uh, the room sure, tribute. Because why, why not? Mm-hmm. And basically, you reenact the entire movie while playing Tommy Wiseau, and there's all sorts of like you know secret things that you can earn. Like uh, there's things that are called. Uh, cannot uh, cannot unsee that you could look for like uh you go into um denny's apartment to see him shitting in a bucket or um okay. or um you walk in to see um um claudette having sex with people or you know stuff like that and um the line when um he's asked what planet are you on yes it's taken literally in the game because when tommy was so kills himself in the game it unleashes his alien body out of <laughs> the body of the human host that he was in and he goes up to the ufo in the sky to talk about his observations on earth <laughs> all and right. how he had to stop it because all of a sudden someone grew suspicious and asked him what planet do you think you're on and the, the, there's that whole thing going on about he was actually an alien sent down to earth which explains why he looked the way he did yeah you, you mean he was the walking arby's commercial yes <laughs> okay <laughs> This, this movie uh this movie well i have seen it now i do of course suggest everybody watch it it's uh it's a part of our cultural zeitgeist you yeah. have to um you have to watch it i'm i'm trying to like you know it's it's a surreal it's a surreal experience to watch it um oh yeah yeah, it's the way it's cut and the way it moves. It is. It really does. It's it's heart of darkness. It's unhinged. <laughs> it's uncanny valley. Like that's the stuff that got me more than anything. Is like the way that the film moves. The way the film. Oh, it's the film poorly shot and and yeah, I mean the the, the cinematography is bad and I mean. I get doing establishment shots to show that, you know, you're set in a city, but how many fucking establishment shots about where in San Francisco did he have to put in this film? I mean, even with the riff, when you're watching it in the audience, at one point, the audience screams, we get it at San Francisco. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, it, my thing is like, it is the, Movie going equivalent of do you know how like do you remember the remake of House on Haunted Hill? Oh yes. And everything that came out at that time had like everybody had to like move all the monsters had to move like really like like Slow. they do that skitter, that 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 strobing mm. skitter walk. Yes. Yeah. Which by the way freaks me out. Like 
but other than that, like that is a thing in a horror movie where I'm like, no, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> um, but this movie moves like that effect. <laughs> like, it is disorienting. It's too long too, right? <laughs> well, it's only an hour and 37 minutes long. Is it? <laughs> yes. Is it, Roy? Yes. <laughs> I don't think it is. I don't I have... want to tell me that it is because that's what the timer tells you. <laughs> this movie is the film equivalent of QAnon. That's what it is. <laughs> this movie I, will break feels... you. It feels a lot longer. It really does. And, and it will give you Stockholm Syndrome because you'll start, like, the more and more you watch it, the more and more you'll start enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I like I said, I enjoyed it. I'm not going to sit here and tell you I didn't have fun with it. I absolutely did. But it is a disorienting, unhinged film, for sure. See, Which is now, our stock and trade, so it's yes. fine. See, now what you need to do is you need to hunt down in the in your Ohio area there to see if anyone does midnight screenings of this thing. Buy, go to Sam's Club and buy yourself a shit ton of plastic spoons now that you know where the spoons are thrown. And get ready for the fun <laughs> of, uh, of just being in an audience with this thing and the spoons just flying all over the place. And everything. Hold on, I'm looking now to see... <laughs> Uh, yeah. Let's see. Let's see if anybody's showing it anywhere near us. So there are no show times. The room plays in the following. It says Ohio. What the kind of jackassery is this? Um, oh, it's showing in Columbus. It shows in Columbus at the Drexel East. How far is Columbus from Oh, it's you? 40 minutes. It's My brother lives there. I could go to Columbus. I was going to say, it's worth the trip. <laughs> yeah, I've gone to Columbus. I'll probably go to Columbus again. Just so very you can soon. see this with an audience. Yeah, because at, at one point you do have to see this with an audience. Yeah, so they show it, uh, it looks like, every Saturday at 9.15. Oh, Jesus. Probably, if I search for Rocky Horror, I'm guessing it shows at midnight. It's probably that theater. Like, just come and stay for a while. <laughs> Bring an IKEA bag full of just various implements to whip at the screen. <laughs> yeah, the only thing that you throw in this movie is um, is 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 the spoons. That's it. You don't throw anything else. Um. Which I'm surprised that they never came up with anything else other than the spoons. Well, it's enough. <laughs> yeah, apparently it shows, I was seeing it right here at the Drexel East Theater. Uh, your next show time is, uh, well, tonight. tonight. <laughs> well, tonight. it would have been tonight at 9.15. <laughs> It would have been tonight at 9.15, which is fine. I will find a time to make it up there and watch it. You have you have my solemn vow. 
Let me see if they've announced anything. No, they haven't announced anything else beyond that. But yeah, keep an eye out for that because you got to see. Well, it's a regular time. It's it does say a regular showtime of nine fifteen, which makes me think that it's an ongoing every every week experience. So. <laughs> Oh, man. So, yeah, everybody, let's just, everybody should watch it. That's great. Everybody probably has. I'm probably the last person on Earth that hasn't watched it. But now I have. So get off my back. For those who are wanting to know how to watch this movie and not spend the money on watching it, Internet Archive. Someone has uploaded the movie onto Internet Archive. Watch it while you can before Tommy Wiseau comes in and takes the film down. Figures it out, pulls it. Now I need to ask. So when you watch the Blu-ray copy of the movie, yes, did you get the commercial for his underwear? I didn't get the commercial. I had I got the insert that I sent you in the Blu-ray. Oh, the commercial for his underwear is so homoerotic and so bad find it and send it to me i'm gonna have to find it and send it to you uh did you get this video uh like introduction of him ranting about shame or you know who you are shame don't share my movie shame no oh wow okay because he because he did that whole thing about um people who are trying to pirate his movie and then also uh, also was directed at the uh, person who made the documentary a room full of spoons <laughs> so <laughs> but yeah i will have to uh find the tommy was so underwear commercial and send it to you so you can see it because you got to see this thing to believe it's it's ridiculous okay <laughs> all right and uh so this was not the only movie tommy was so made Although he could easily just sit on its laurels and go from there. I mean, he doesn't he doesn't need anything else ever again. Uh, but he also had an appearance in the sequel to Samurai Cop. Okay. Um, so he plays a role in that film. He also has a cameo in The Disaster Artist. And he also did a two-part movie with Greg Sestero called Best Friends, which is just as bonkers. Um, And he has completed and is now taking on tour with him his disaster movie, Giant Shark. So have you seen giant shark yet? I have, I have not. It's our, our big shark. I mean, I'm sorry. No, I have not because it hasn't come uh, to d- uh, the Dallas area yet, so I'm we're curious. waiting for it. Yeah, we're we're waiting for it. Um, he's also got a lot of viral videos online. One of the best ones is him as uh, the Joker doing uh, the interrogation scene from The Dark Knight with Ta- with Greg Sestero as Batman. Here's the scary part: Tommy Wiseau plays a perfect Joker. Oh, I bet. At- and we're, I'm like, oh my god, why is he good in this role? This this should not be. No, no, <laughs> no way in hell. Um, he also made a short film called The House That Drip Blood on Alex, okay. uh, which is just ridiculous. And he was also in a very famous episode of Tim and Eric's awesome show, Good Job. 
Oh, he didn't uh, make an appearance. That I mean, that oh, makes sense. He didn't make an appearance. He directed an entire episode. Um, but that's they, the shit that makes me believe that this is a a bit. You know what I mean? Like, th- this would be perfect in Tim and Eric. So <laughs> the fact that the fact that he's on Tim and Eric doing that, I'm like, this is some Andy Kaufman level shit. <laughs> We don't know. I mean, we never. We're. We're. Ne- I don't think we're ever going to know the full, honest truth about Tommy Wiseau. He is definitely an enigma, but at the same time, he's unfortunately a representation of the American dream because he made it. Yeah. I, he. I honestly, had the film not developed the cult following that it has, he would be a nobody right now. But he's yeah, become he a, a. He would be a, a, a property speculator. He'd probably have a lot of money. But he would definitely be a, like a property speculator type person, you know? Yeah. But, uh, you know what? Uh, God bless the man. He is, I mean, he still, from understand, owns his property in San Francisco, but he's become a pop culture icon now. Uh, you know, you say the name Tommy Wiseau, people at least know the name. Sure. And, you know, know that ugly mug of his. <laughs> so... <laughs> All right. Well, next month it is an all musical month. Um, it is. So uh, it was revealed when we recorded uh, your choice uh, and my choice when we recorded uh, our reactions to uh, um, Repo Man. Right. But we're doing three. Ep- we're doing three episodes again next month. We're doing Aline, which is the Celine Dion unauthorized biopic with our friend Courtney. She's back. <laughs> Uh, we're doing Voyage of the Rock Aliens, which I picked. Yes. And you picked Phantom of the Paradise, which I'm I sure super did. excited about. <laughs> sure um, did, baby. So it's going to be one hell of an episode leading up to our fifth anniversary. Yes. Exciting. Very exciting be, indeed. Yes. Yeah. Like, I am. I am very excited. It's been a long time coming to do it. We've done musicals here and there mm-hmm. but it's been a long time coming to just do a f- whole ass musical month mm-hmm. and it's it, it feels somehow fitting i, I think it's good I, I like it it's time it's go time for that so i'm here for it <laughs> all right gang well thank you very much for joining us on this episode um and um thing and thank you andy for surviving the room Oh uh, no! Yes, of course. And follow us on Twitter. <laughs> follow it, us there. Roy makes it. very funny jokes during Last Drive-In, uh, Joe Bob, and I'll, sometimes I'll just send him jokes, and because <laughs> I don't want to live tweet anything. So follow us there. Yes, follow us at it makes you strong on uh, on on the Twitter. Yeah, when Joe Bob is on, we're definitely active during it um we're trying to get more active i think we've been better about it i think we've been better about it we need to like share old episodes and stuff like that sometimes we'll we'll work on that i will say though you and i were thanks to the joke we both made simultaneously we're never going to be able to look at the babadook the same way ever again virtual insanity without without seeing jamiroquai jamiroquai is all over that shit (laughs) fucking (laughs) Love it. I love that Jamiroquai uh, is a, a a depression monster that lives in my basement that I feed worms to now. <laughs> Want to know where he went? That's where he went. 
all righty, gang. Thank you so much for your time, and we will see you next month for our all musical month. Jamiroquai, um, it is elevated because he like goes on the ceiling and slides around too. <laughs> so that happens when you're Jamiroquai. Jamiroquai should have been in this movie. With chocolate, which is a symbol of love. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just sliding around on the ceiling, it's just fine. They would never have to introduce him. They don't do it to three fourths of people in this movie. Just have Jamiroquai and his big Jamiroquai hat floating around in there. That's the twist. That's apparently. All right. <laughs> I can't talk to you all later. <laughs> <laughs>